Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We have made it until Thursday, and if you were with us on Monday's episode, that is no small feat. I am the host of the podcast, Shay Elliott, joined by my beautiful co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. We are two bloggers, two best friends, 2,000 miles apart, haven't seen each other in almost two years. And now we are the two hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast. And this is where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in red lipstick and no denim jumpers. You're looking rather sexy there, Mrs. Elliot. Well, thank you. It is Thursday. (laughs) I gotta, you know, keep Stuart on his toes. Do what I can. Do what I can. Um, also it's still kind of warm here and still kind of sunny. So I'm like beckoning the sunshine. Isn't it weird when it first starts to get nice in the spring? It's like my skin is thirsty. It's like you go outside and you're just like, (gasps) I'm alive. 52 feels like 95. It does. You're sweating. (laughs) (laughs) I was just talking to my friend Amber about this because she was joking about moving to Florida or moving to Southern California. And I was like, Amber, how boring would that be? 70 and sunny or, you know, in Florida, 100 and sunny every day. Like you're never as alive as you are when you've like skirted with the death of cold and then you feel warm again. That's how you know you're living. You know, that is true. I do wonder, like, sorry, everyone. The fortitude <laughs> of people that live like in SoCal or like, really, can you do this? You know, like I'm out there milking this yeah. morning. It's 12 degrees. My pinky is turning blue because I milk like, like this. <laughs> but, you know, I could just do with it being a little bit smaller, a little shorter a of a shorter window. shorter window of time. Mm-hmm. But then but I I'm think the one about that moved Yona. To Northern Wisconsin. I though, know, so. but then you think about Yona Yinton, and it's like in the summer, the sun doesn't even. I mean, sorry, in the winter, the sun doesn't ever even fully come up. Like you get the idea of the sunshine, but it right. never actually fully comes. So there's about a month where they don't have the sun, quite literally. But the counter to that is that in the summer, it never sets. And so there's an entire month where the sun never goes down. It's like light 24 hours a day. So it's like the cost and the payoff. It all it all works out in the end. You know what I it's mean? It's got to work out for her, though. Like she's got the little husband. They're living up in the woods. Just the two of them. You could just go frolic out in the woods if you wanted to. Come on. There won't be so much frolicking when she's pulling a baby in a little sled. Let's just. (laughs) I'm sure she'll make it look effortless and make us all feel like crap. (laughs) We love you, Yona. Please come on the show. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Aren't we really big like in Sweden? I don't know. We actually hit number one in a country the other day. And I was like, I wish I knew what this country was because (laughs) we could go on tour. (laughs) Really? Like a big bus? (laughs) Homemaker Chic is here, ladies. Us on the side, like. (laughs) We will never go on tour. You heard it here for. No. (laughs) Are you kidding me? We don't even go to the grocery store. <laughs> we don't, we don't leave even our see each other. <laughs> like, we we're going to go on tour. To grocery store. <laughs> I am such a hermit. I went out this morning for like 58 minutes. I'm good. Yep. That was I'm my taste of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like if I lived like, well, I mean, okay, let's like pre-COVID. Okay. <laughs> like if I lived in the city, I could live in the city. That's why my name is Parisian Farm Girl, because I could if I had like lots of money, I'd have to be able to do it the right way. Yeah. Living in the city is tough. Um, Who's who are the funny guys that sang? Wait, why do you say it's tough? In what way? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to segue here, but I have to think of this is like a couple weeks ago when you can't think of the people. Who are the two funny um, New Zealanders? Oh, Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. They do a song about living in the city. And 
It I came out like when I had family and friends in the city and we'd drive down. We were the married couple that lived in the suburb, suburbs and we'd drive down to the city and they were like broke. They didn't have no money for the subway. They had to pay rent, blah, 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 blah. The song is spot on. Oh, man. About living in the city. And it's got to be like the same everywhere. That's my assumption that Parisians look pissed off all the time. Because living in Paris is hard. It's a fabulous place, but it's hard. It's stressful and loud and they're cranky. You froze. Are you there? Bugger. I'm just going to have a drink while I wait for you. Where are you? There we go. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Start with that. The, The song was spot on. Oh, really? You missed all of that? Okay, Elon Musk, what are you doing to me? The song is spot on because living in the city is hard. You're paying the rent. You don't have enough money for the subway and it's dirty and it's mm. loud. It's chaotic. It's it's like the reason it's got to be the reason Parisians are so cranky all the time because they are cranky. They are that they have like a it's like this routine. They have this expression that I'm going to butcher. So to all my French speaking, but it's like. Metro Boulot Dodo and it's kind of like SSDD like we stay here like uh-huh. we say here do you know what I'm saying so it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. take the metro do the work come home go to sleep take the metro do the work come home go to sleep you know yeah that They're sounds cranky. terrible if yeah. you leave Paris on the train the mood lightens the further away you get from the city and they start smiling mm-hmm. and they even like don't wear as much black <laughs> <laughs> and then when you I'm, I'm not kidding <laughs> you no, I believe it I totally when you're believe far it, away yeah. from Paris and you're taking the train back in they just get cranky they get like you can feel mm-hmm. the tension level rising mm-hmm. and they're back and they're mm-hmm. black the closer you get to the city mm. the happiest person I met when I was in France was an English woman <laughs> <laughs> who just happened to live in France <laughs> I went to a club really really late at night like this crazy club like in a basement like with a arch brick ceiling and everybody was very happy by about 1 a.m yeah uh yeah they weren't happy their substances were making them happy no it wasn't like a it wasn't like a it was a discotheque but it wasn't like a club club like they were like dancing like it was proper dancing they were drinking okay they were definitely drinking they had to have been i shut (gasps) it down i saw the sunrise it was awesome (laughs) this is fun okay I, I told you guys, I, my shoulders are completely jacked from the day we, or really the week we butchered three pigs in one day and the daily grind. So I have a masseuse that I see that my chiropractor recommended to me and I went and saw her last week. And this is the first time I've actually been to this particular one and she's rubbing my shoulders and she's like, Oh, Shay, like, do you. Do you do a lot of chopping or typing or like digging with like, what are you doing with your hands? <laughs> and I was like, are you? Well, I milk the cow and then I go work in the gardens for a few hours and then I chop stuff for at least two hours a day for meals, you know, and then I type on the yeah. keyboard because I'm a blogger and blah, blah. Anyway, we go through this conversation. Turns out. She's a dance instructor, a couple's dance instructor. And I almost wet myself because the week before I had asked Stu if he would take dance lessons with me, like proper dance lessons. And he is just so kind. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. It'd be fun. But of course, they're not doing them right now because of COVID. Um, But you're getting with your spouse. They're getting ready to start them again. Roughly, you know, and so mm-hmm. she put us on her list. So we're going to take dance classes and I'm so excited. What kind? One kind of dance I didn't know. Um, and then one of them was the waltz, which my grandpa taught me to waltz a long time ago, but I haven't learned with Stu. My grandpa was an incredible dancer. He was like the kind of dance partner where, I mean, it's like, I don't even, you don't even know how to have to, Sorry. You don't even know how to have to dance. That's you not- don't have to know how to dance. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. You don't know how. And he's just like, his arms are just like iron. Oh. And he just like puts you where he wants you and moves you all around. And it's inc- confident and incredible. Anyway, 
That's Joel. <laughs> really? That's how Joel, yeah. People, Aww. like women, like they beg Swoon. to dance with him. He, he, ha- he leads. He, yes, you just he know leads. what to do when you're dancing with him. There's no question. You just yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. See, and now I'm like, now it's going to make me crazy that you don't know the other name of the, I'll find the name out. of the other dance. I okay. will find out. Um, so anyway, it's not going to pop was, into your head. Maybe it will. Okay. Maybe it will. Anyway, I'm very excited about that. So that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And you talk about keeping the magic alive. It's like learning to be dance partners. I know you and Joel met on a dance floor, but you guys were doing different dancing. Stu and I also met on a dance floor, but it was a bar dance floor, which is not quite Ours the same. Was a bar dance floor, but it was a couple's <laughs> like it was. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Well, this was a cover band singing, you know, Black Velvet. So not quite. This was the a same country bar playing Black Velvet. So <laughs> good stuff. I'm very excited about that. Uh, why were we talking about that? I have no idea. Okay. Well, uh, today's episode of Homemaker Chic is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. This is a community that I am inviting you to be a part of by visiting cook.theelliothomestead.com. And this is for all the home cooks out there who would love some new inspiration, new recipes, new idea new ideas rather, and new motivation to be found in the kitchen. So each month I create five exclusive recipes for our cooking community members. And I deliver those to either your email inbox or to your actual mailbox, depending on which works best for your family. And these recipes will range from entrees to side dishes, to soups and salad, desserts, ferments, beverages, and everything in between. And then I guide you through those recipes with a cooking video to help you to gain confidence and to learn new skills in the kitchen. And then, of course, you get access to our private and exclusive community of like-minded home cooks over on Facebook, where the conversation is so active that I just try to like hang on to my britches and keep up with everyone else. Because as everyone's learning to bake with sourdough or ferment vegetables, this is the place where all the action is happening. So do visit cook.theelliothomestead.com be inspired and learn to nourish yourself or your family in an entirely new and delicious way that's awesome do it, it. is do it now as we do say in my now. family do it now. do it now <laughs> today's show is also brought to you by american blossom linens americanblossomlinens.com use the coupon code homemakerchic20 to get 20% off of your heirloom quality linens These are sheets for those of you that love a good vintage linen pillowcase at an estate sale. These are modern vintage sheets. So they are designed to fit your modern mattress. However, they are going to have that decadent, smooth, fantastic feel that your great grandmother's sheets had. They get softer with every washing. They use a process called combing to take out any rough fibers of the Texas homegrown organic cotton. They are on just about every bed in our homes, and I think they should be on your beds as well. In the first season of Homemaker Chic, we had a theme of better, not more. And this definitely falls under that category because these are an investment into your home and you only have to buy them once. They are woven to last a lifetime. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HomemakerChic20. We love them. Thank you, American Blossom Mm -hmm. Linens. They've been with us since about day one. Yes, they have. Uh, that's very special to me. I feel like mm-hmm. that's very special. Do you know what else is very special? Wine. Yeah. Dry farm wines, baby. Let's cue that wine music. Because <laughs> I've already been sipping mine. I didn't even wait for the wine segment today to uh, to get started. Okay, I get um, listeners, this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a beverage be it tea, coffee, a honey latte, or a glass of dry farm wines. This is the wine that we exclusively drink in our home and for good reason, because it is the sourdough of the wine world. This is naturally yeasted, old world, family estate grown wine that isn't irrigated and it has no added sugar, no added yeast, no added chemicals or flavorings or fillers. This is just pure, natural, clean wine. And so if you are on a diet, if you're watching your alcohol intake, if you're watching your sugar intake, your artificial food intake, then this is the wine for you. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, and you can choose which 
sort of wine shipment works for you, whether you want to do six bottles or a dozen bottles. And just for using that link, you will get a bottle for just a penny extra in your first order. And for those of you who have been with Dry Farms for a while, I would love to encourage you to try the bubbly subscription because I think a lot of us have only had, I know before I started Dry Farms, you know, I'd had very few champagnes that I liked. Exactly. Because it's just, there's not that many options of really good sparkling wines at the grocery store. And so sometimes we have it at a wedding a few times and we think, oh, I drank a glass. I felt terrible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dry farm wines are so not that way. And they're bubblies. I mean, I drank one the other day and I thought I need to save this bottle so I can talk about it on the podcast. And I didn't. And I was... It was one of the very best sparkling wines I have ever had. So I will try to find it. I think I saved it. I'm just not sure where I put it. Anyway. I saved my bottle from New Year's, but I can't find it. And I want like 12 of them. It was my... I loved it. That was my thought was like, get a case of this because Mm -hmm. this is... Oh, it was so, so good. That is not what I'm drinking today, however. But I will will remember the name and I'll share it with you. Um, Okay. But their bubbly subscription, I can't remember how much it is, but it's just three bottles a month. And it's a beautiful way to just always, I love to include a bottle of it. Like when we're taking dinner to somebody or when we're going to somebody's house for dinner, it's such a kind thing to bring and to to gift to somebody saying, you know what? It's Tuesday. I don't care. We're celebrating. (laughs) Whatever it is. I can't bear to walk <laughs> into someone's house without a bottle of wine. No, I can't either. And I, I don't take like, I don't some. expect them to drink it. If they just want to put it in their stash, that's fine. But I yeah, I can't stand it. Yeah. Always like to take something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Shay, co-host of the Homemaker Chic Podcast, what are you sipping? Okay. <clears throat> I have a feeling based on that <laughs> off-the-shoulder shirt that it's white. No. Oh, it's matching my lips. Oh, it sure is. I'm feeling saucy. Hey, we're getting close to Valentine's Day. Got a slather, Look at my shirt. Got a slather like, on thick. Off right? the shoulder, red wine. Yeah, red stripes. Give me all that. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this. Here she this. goes. If you're new to the show, Shay provides <laughs> us with weekly entertainment as she tries to pronounce the wine label. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay, this is the 2019 Rote Bien. Yep, Rote Bien. Um, so this is made by the Hawk family in Austria. Here's one cool thing about Dry Farms, if you guys are new to the podcast. Um, they have very a lot lower alcohol because they don't add any sugar to the wine. If you just let things go as nature intends you end Mm -hmm. up somewhere between 11 12 percent alcohol if you get a wine that's 13 14 15 percent basically that just means they added a lot of sugar and they added a super strong yeast and that's how you get that higher alcohol percentage Um, and so that's one really good way to tell this this wine has 11.42 percent alcohol and it's a blend 60 percent zweigelt 25 percent blauer Portugeiser (laughs) and 15% St. Laurent. So, okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful red blend. And there's something about it that's so Valentine's y, so like red fruit, lively, bold to me. Um, It's thoroughly enjoyable. I think of garnet. Look at the color of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's garnet. Wow. Garnet. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that purple at all? So pretty. Yeah. It's not purple at all. Happy weekend. Happy weekend, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. It just tastes like raspberries to me. Mm. Like you want it with a chocolate tart, you know? Oh. Get that chocolate fruit action going on. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Makes me so happy to think about. Yes, indeedy. uh, Listeners. You got your glass, you got your beverage, because we are going to dive into it today. Uh, If you would like to pour a glass of Dry Farms with us, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your penny bottle with your first order. And if you're already a customer, add on that bubbly subscription because it's good. Yeah, you can get three bubblies. Four bubblies for the price of three. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I got corrected on Instagram the other day. I have always spelled da, D-U-G-H. No. I know. But I've just, it's just like I spell mama, M-O-M-M-A. That's just the way I spell it. Yeah. And I have always just written da, D, like da. <laughs> but you guys should also Someone know. Someone corrected me, I'm like. If you see Angela's posts on Instagram, I have told her that we no longer use two spaces after periods. Okay. I told her. I'm sorry. It's the one place I don't think to correct it, to to rein it in. Look at the show notes. I'm trying my very best to just use one space on the show notes. Suck it, Trebek. I'm doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) This is me doing my best. This is me. We talked about this on Monday. I'm just right here. This is as good as it gets right now. Okay. I was taught to type on a typewriter. My dad made me like like a book. I was like 10 years old. I had to like use a book in the basement. My dad made me learn to type on a typewriter. Okay. His old typewriter. So pardon me for still thinking that we need two spaces. That is a very frigging hard habit. To no. correct you saying that you need to use two spaces because you learned to type on a typewriter reminds me of that scene in Clueless when he's like, hey, in America, we drive on the right side of the road. And she's like, I am. You try driving in platforms. And I remember it was like it has not that has nothing. You driving in platforms has no bearing whatsoever on driving on the right side of the road. What does when I learn doesn't when I learn to type have anything to do with the lack of double space? They just only recently changed that. Probably eight years, maybe. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the memo. (laughs) (laughs) I learned it from you. When you dogged me once, probably in public, oh, about how many spaces I would not do that. I would do it on the between podcast. my sentences. <laughs> Nobody, there wasn't like anything that came in the mail official from the White House. You no longer need two spaces. Well, in do you between. want to know how I learned that you no longer use two spaces? Sure. Somebody printed, printed, took the time to print out a copy of From Scratch, my cookbook. And they corrected the entire thing with a red pen and then sent it anonymously to me in my mailbox. I hate people. You know what I did? I took it and I threw it in the trash. And I was like, I wrote this book on a Dell with yeah. three babies before, baby. before Canva was a thing. Okay. There was no, there was nothing like what we have now. And I was Dang proud of that book. And I still am. And you know what? There might be some misspellings and some spacing issues, but I was so proud of that. And I, yeah. Sorry, my kids just got really loud. If you want a copy of that (laughs) book so you can print it yourself. Don't don't print it, please. (laughs) And you can find, oh, no, my whole book is double spaced. I'm sure the whole book is double spaced. You can see Shay's book (laughs) and you can see my book with the double spaces. Then head over to patreon.com forward slash Omega Shake podcast. Look how I do that. I know. I'm amazing. You're really amazing. And become a patron because you're going to get downloadable copies of our cookbooks. And then you can print them, but don't send them. Yes. Red ink. Yes. Please don't do that. Uh, You will also get video of every podcast episode so you can see for season five. Let's be real. We just started in season five. Yes. From hence this fourth evermore. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Single spaced. (laughs) Um, Totally not having to do with anything we're talking about today. But I have to tell you, last Mm -hmm. week, Stu and I watched Jurassic Park. Which came out in 1993, by the way. Um, I, I went, went to the theater to see it. I went and saw it at the theater. I was seven. <laughs> I made out with my boyfriend in the parking lot afterwards. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I went with my parents. Um, I could not believe how good it was. It completely. I mean, I've watched Jurassic Park probably 300 times. Okay. I, but I haven't watched it in about 10 years. It's so good. That movie is so good. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. That's I just what wanted to you guys if you guys it? haven't watched Jurassic Park in a while. I mean, what? I think it's a great movie. But I'm asking you all why. Why did you 
Well, you know how when you watch movies and you're just like, oh, this was cool. And now it just looks really dumb. And like Twister. The story's you can watch Twister great. and be like, yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of mediocre. Very mediocre. Although, um, <laughs> here we are at that point in the conversation. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was great. Which Twister. One? Well, he's great, period. He's great, period. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just, I was so surprised because like CG in 1993 was not okay. what it is now. And it's like, it's just cleverly done where it's scary and suspenseful, but it's not gory. I, the new Jurassic Parks, I think, are terrible. They're so overly dramatized. And there's like 12 gigantic storylines going on at one time. And this one was just simple tear like the dinosaurs got out like that's the whole premise of the story it's very simple but done yeah so well anyway i just haven't watched it you know what else i watched last week (laughs) then we can move along do do tell um sabrina oh oh we never had you sent the text and we never had the conversation ford and uh what's his name (laughs) The short guy from Something's Gotta Give. (laughs) What is his name? I don't know. I'll find it. I can (laughs) quietly look on my phone. My family's being so loud. I'm so sorry. I haven't watched Sabrina in probably 20 years. And I watched it and it was just so enjoyable. You know, it's a remake of an Audrey Hepburn movie um, from way back. I think it was in the 50s, maybe, that the first one came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. It was just really good. And I'm just, I realize I'm becoming that old person who like gets in bed at night and wants to watch the movies of their youth. And I'm like, oh, screw the new movies. Let's watch Jurassic Park. It's only 25 years old. Uh-huh. Let's watch that. I, there are listeners sending me copies of French Kiss. Oh, seriously? Yes. I'm oh, so happy. Amazing. They haven't arrived yet. Actually, I think, I think one came today. I've got like fan mail Fabulous. just behind me. I think one came today. I'm so excited. That is really like, cool. Um, oh, all that's coming up is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, for the love. What is his name? I'm going to see it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it before you do. No, you're not. Grady? Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. <laughs> Greg Kinnear. <laughs> okay, so Love again, it. we talked about Legends of the Fall a few weeks ago. I That's just think her kind of obnoxious, and I didn't love it. Not in Sabrina. Her okay, character. I'm going to need to rewatch it because I was like, her like character a die in hard. Legends of the Fall. It's like, well, you had that brother, and then he died. So let's have that brother, and then that didn't work out. So let's take the other brother, and it's a little kind of like <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> that is kind of true, actually. It's two brothers. <laughs> Um, um, I need to rewatch it because I'm like a Audrey Hepburn. Like, okay, I will watch the Audrey Hepburn version of Sabrina, which I have not watched. Oh, okay, and I'm sure it's now it's a little excellent. bit awkwardly cast. Who's in that one? Is that Humphrey Bogart? Humphrey Bogart. That one's a little bit. She always got casted. Casted. Which, Humphrey Bogart was like, like thirty years her elder. Yeah, mm-hmm. she always got. Just like men, like a lot older than her. It was always yeah, kind of in, um Yeah, in Pretty Face. Yes. What's uh, his name? <laughs> Fred Astaire? Fred Astaire. Uh, no, not Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire in no, that movie. Bing Crosby? No, it's Fred Who's Astaire. Who? It's Fred, Fred Astaire. Astaire. Okay. It's creepy. It's like you kind of... The one that's You're really good, You're kind of giving though, me the charade. creepy vibes. <laughs> charade, I don't mind, because Cary Grant gives me the vapors. <laughs> Have you ever seen that, Charade? <laughs> No, that's a great movie. That's when she does her like iconic. Um, yeah, where she wears the black, the black legging kind, kind of, of like, thing. Now and, it's time for the sprockets to dance yeah. outfit. And she dances in the Paris Club. Yeah. Well, she does that in Pretty Face, too. No, it's oh, not. It's Funny Face. I'm, I'm, I'm saying oh, no, you're face. right. It's you're funny right. Face. Funny Face. That's yeah. where she does that. I'm yep, sorry. Yep, yep. Charade is more of like where she's got the French twist and she's wearing like the Givenchy clothing. It's like your quintessential Paris. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Interesting. And then the Harry Connick's version of the song charade is fantastic. Mm. Just saying. I'm going to go watch those. Anyway, okay. I, the point was I'm getting old because, you know, all I want to do is watch the watch the movies from the good old days. <laughs> Listen to music from the good old 90s. <laughs> Helen Hunt. T- take me home, Country Road. <laughs> or not Helen Hunt. Who's in Jurassic Park? <laughs> I don't know her name. She's, she's sort of like Helen Hunt. <laughs> Do you know us? We suck. <laughs> okay, funny though. 
the chick from Jurassic Park <laughs> married and is married to Ben Harper that we talked about last week. <laughs> oh. I know. <laughs> the weed smoking song? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Shay, I was in my garden before this blizzard came last week covering my lavender with tarps because it's going to get super, super, super cold. And I was like, tears were freezing on my face. I was laughing at us. <laughs> you singing Ben Harper, me singing the red right hand. You're like, that's not singing. <laughs> like, I was laughing at us. Oh, I just so funny. stand by that episode. You know what? I stand by. I know. Don't take me on this for Monday's episode where I got a weepy, but um. Just being able to laugh, <laughs> just yeah. being able to laugh at life. That was my pastor's advice who did our premarital counseling before Stu and I got married. And he was like, look, y'all need to practice this now, because if you mm. don't have a sense of humor about things, life will be very, very hard. And, you know, my family, that's how we always dealt with uncomfortable situations or like even like death, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit. It is true. It is true. So like, and it's not done in any kind of a way. It's just, we, we do, we kind of just laugh and it pick us up and like, we're going to get through this, you know? And so like when my grandpa was dying, the, the great dancer, when he was dying a couple of years ago, he was, he'd fallen and he had hit his head. So he was in right. bed, you know, he was at his hospice place anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just all sat around his bed and we just told funny stories about like, what if old grandpa, like my, you know, super strong cowboy of a grandpa met uh-huh. this grandpa, this version of grandpa who was just bedridden and sick and sad and, and like the things he would have said to himself. And we had ourselves just rolling and it wasn't done in any kind of disrespectful way. And had he been in his right mind, he would have loved the conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you know we've talked about like this just the struggles we face as homemakers every day like Stu and i constantly probably three times a day we go to high five and we intentionally miss you know and it's just kind of our way of being like yeah we're off we're off track but like here we are you know and it just mm-hmm. gives us a laugh and then we go about our day and um i think that's really i think it really really is important and that episode, last Thursday's episode, I actually wet my pants a little bit. When you told me I hadn't been through enough pain in my life to understand a Maroon 5 song. That was funny. It was so good. It made me laugh so hard. And oh, what a gift. What a gift that is to just be able to laugh. So, yeah, I was like proofing it out in a windstorm, like tarp blowing i've got scissors i'm like i'm gonna save you lavender and i just was like i was laughing out loud mm-hmm. like howling mm-hmm. it was a good fantastic one. it was a good, a good okay watch the segue laughter is a good habit yes it is <laughs> okay that was kind of weak but I, tried. Um, I was just looking at our time and thinking there's no way we just talked for 35 minutes about nothing it's Thursday. Um, yeah, we do kind of do what we want on Thursdays. Okay. Today's all about the habits, though. So okay. we talked about Monday, and I think this is really important. The heart behind everything. Do mm-hmm. not listen to what we're saying today and be like, I just need to work harder. I just no. need to stay on track and do the things. No, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get your heart right. Get that taken care of first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, (laughs) then let's talk about staying on the rails because there's no way you can totally control the ebb and flow of life. It does. It ebbs, it flows. Creativity ebbs and flows. Laughter ebbs and flows. Inspiration ebbs and flows. And that's okay. Um, What's not okay is letting yourself spiral. And just Mm -hmm. being like, I'm either going to be on and perfect and we're going to have dinner and I'm going to be happy or I'm going to be in a pit on the floor weeping. In rotten yoga pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's maybe just try to keep it between the rails. Mm -hmm. Keep it between the Mm -hmm. rails. And we're going to move. We're going to shift a little bit. But how do we keep it in line? These habits that we're cultivating as homemakers. And that's what we want to talk about today. So this is a really great quote. The, The 
book that we're pulling all this from, if you don't have it yet, I highly recommend you go getting on Amazon, especially if you're a homeschooler, because it's written for homeschool parents. It's by Sonia Schaefer, and it's called Laying Down the Rails. And it's a real practical application of Charlotte Mason-based education. And we're not going to go into that today. But the first major part of this book is all about establishing habits for your household, for yourself, and for your children. And I have probably reread this section of the book seven times. (laughs) And I keep going back to it as a tender reminder of what needs to be on track. Um, So there's a great quote that gets you started. Habits in the hand of a mother is as his wheel to the potter. And I I think you could just say in the hands of a homemaker, habits in the hand of a homemaker is as his wheel to the potter. Right. So we do have the power as the homemaker to shape the pottery of our home. And the way that we do that is with habits. And there's another great quote. Every time we do a thing helps to form the habit of doing it. Every time. Every time. And uh, this can be for us as, a you know, if you're a single homemaker, it could be for you as a homeschooling mom. It could be of you as a working mom with your kids. It could be for mm-hmm. our home. Um, so I think it's there's a lot of broad application here to just being a human and how we tend to be drawn towards habits. So, so let's define habits. How would you, I mean, I would define habits as like very simply put, like what you do when nobody's looking. If you are, if you leave, if you have a toothpaste glob fall in the sink, even if you're alone, you're the, you wash it down the sink. Like, no, like you spill the, you know, when you like have the overflow on the espresso grind and it gets on the counter your immediate reaction is to wipe it off like just yeah and that's obviously task oriented but it's what you habitually do you can't use the same word in a definition but i just did you can do what you want well it's my show that's right i think before we get into habits i think we have to be very clear as homemakers what is the standard and by standard i mean what are those rails so picture like a road Okay. And our habits are the car we're driving. Mm -hmm. But the rails are like, you know what? We're going to make sure X is in place and we're going to make sure Y is in place. And those are the standards that we have set for ourselves or for our family or for our home. That's where we won't cross the line. Okay. Okay. And so if you haven't yet, it can be a very worthwhile exercise to draw up what those standards are for your family. And does that mean you're always going to be perfectly within the lines? No. But this is where you're saying we will be happiest and we will function best and I will function best within the bounds of these standards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really important point. And if you're married, super important to communicate those. Muy importante. Yeah. How do you say that in French? Très important. Très important. (laughs) Très important. Très important. Because so often we actually got an email from a listener a couple weeks ago and she was like, I do great. It's my husband that's really getting in the way of my my jam. And part of it, what she had realized was that she had a standard of what she wanted in her mind. Mm -hmm. She hadn't communicated that to him. And expressed why she wanted it to be that way and how it made her feel so that he could appropriately respond. So, you know, like when we talk about setting groundwork, like, let's just make sure everybody's on the same page. Like, I don't like to go to to bed with dishes in the sink. That's a big thing for me. I like to wake up the next day ready to take on that day. And Stuart could go to sleep after we had company totally peaceful with a sink full of dishes and just we'll do it. We'll deal them in the morning, but I have communicated. I know I I have communicated how that shall never be the case or I will die because I can't sleep peacefully knowing that that's the case. And so he in turn stays up late to help me get this taken care of. And so, but it takes that communication. Yeah. And within a marriage for our married listeners, I think it's important to like, that's like not a dogmatic conversation. 
we as wives get to have. This is like, yeah, here's the way I would like to run the home. And like, please tell me how you'd like to run the home. And then we get to meet in the middle mm-hmm. because this is mm-hmm. a partnership. Like, I think it's really as a married homemaker, it's easy to think like it's our way or the highway because this is my domain. Yeah. But like actually other people do live in it and they do have like valid opinions and their way of life is what? also valid. What? I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I barely understand, but I'm just <laughs> trying. But I feel like I should say that. <laughs> I feel like I need to say that. No, it's yeah. true. And so um, so back to the dish example, one thing I always try to do, for example, if we're going to host people and we know, let's say we're having a family over that tends to stay late. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. That's great. I want them to feel inclined to do that. I always try to make sure that the dishwasher is empty. Oh, and that dishes yeah. are mostly caught up. By the time that they come, that's something I can do so that mm-hmm. when they leave and Stuart jumps in to help me, he's not having to do extra to get something accomplished that I wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So he's already kind of jumping in to help keep this habit for me that that I want. And so there's, you know, there's lots of different ways that families will work that, but just establish the rails. Okay. Establish the rails. Well, it's just like having a small child, like for the mothers with small children, like they, they crave knowing the parameters in which to function. Right. And so I think deciding for your household, these are our rails. Okay. Like, yeah. Like you said, like straying out of them is when the chaos starts to build or the tension level starts to build, but Mm -hmm. we stay in this agreed upon space. Yes. Yeah. And our habits reflect our agreements. Right. Uh, right? Bedtime would be another really good example of that. Yeah. We're going to put this barrier up where the kids mm-hmm. are going to be in bed by 730. Now, are mm-hmm. there going to be times where that's not the case? Yes. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's when chaos ensues. That's when they don't get baths. They don't sleep as well. They're up super early. They're grouchy the next day, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so we, we set these up to help ourselves ultimately. In the long run. Um, Here's what's tricky, though, is once those rails are laid down and established, you have this gigantic problem of women in particular Mm -hmm. being emotional. Yeah. And that I will speak to myself here. That is where I primarily get off the rails because I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling that way. And I'll be honest here, you guys, a lot of times that has to do majorly with my monthly cycle. There are weeks weeks where I'm ready to shred it, (laughs) bring it on. And then there are weeks where I'm kind of a little bit more gentle hearted and sweet. And then there are weeks where I'm (laughs) sad or, you know, and so you recognize it. But the problem is we are emotional. And so habits, I feel like are a way of us protecting ourselves from ourselves. Yes. And amen, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the emotions are really, I think they're something that God gave women. It helps us be empathetic, sympathetic, kind, nurturing, understanding. And then they're, they can sabotage you know, when when you yeah. lean into them and you function in a space of your emotions, I, you know, I feel this way. I feel that way. Like, yeah. Hey, guess what? Sweet cheeks. Like you, you don't always feel the right way. Like we have this um, expression in our extended family that feelings are neither right nor wrong. They just are. And I don't agree with that. Like sometimes you're just freaking wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you're just a basket mm-hmm. case and you're being nasty and you're yeah. worshiping at the altar of you. <sighs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you don't I think, just get a free pass because it's a feeling. Uh-huh. <gasps> There's a really good illustration of this in a book called Loving the Little Years. And it talks about a mom mm-hmm. training her daughter to understand her emotions like a wild horse. And she said, you can get on that horse and it can take you beautiful, magical places, but you need to learn how to control it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's running off with you. And I think we all know those times where like, we know we're on the horse and we know we're like (laughs) 
heading for the, for the cliff and you're just like, yeah, but this is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I get a free pass because I feel this way. I and feel this way. Hath, like, sorry, anybody that gets in my way. Yes. Yes. The good thing though. Like, I want you to do X, Y, Z to make me stop feeling this way. Exactly. The good yeah. thing about feelings though, is that they can be controlled. And it takes fortitude and it takes diligence. And one of the ways that we train our emotions so that we can stay within those rails that we've already established are the best thing for us and for our family Mm -hmm. is by habits because habits keep us from bowing down to our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's, this is so silly. It's such a silly example, but like, I think about getting up early, Um, you know, when you're like, in the middle of your period and you're <laughs> I hate my period Shay. <laughs> like for those of you that are like 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 that just struck a chord like sometimes it really there's for some of us like it really really sucks <laughs> it's really bad exactly but when it's really bad and you have that just sore <laughs> like somebody kicked you in the crotch kind of crotch, a feeling. A horse kicked you in the crotch. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Yep. And you're laying in bed in the morning and your alarm goes off. You do not want to get up. In fact, you don't want to get out of bed all day. You want to just sit there and rest <laughs> your weary your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and you want somebody to just take care of you and bring you takeout and Uh, That is the time to check yourself, you know, and I'm not saying that you can't then posture your day in some ways. But if you've said, look, I got to get up, I got to brush my teeth, I got to take care of what I need to take care of. I need to make sure that there's breakfast that's there to protect you from yourself in so many ways. And so and there are other days where you're going to get up right as rain and you're just going to be able to to kill it. And so. um. When we think about forming these habits for our home, we really need to, to think about forming them with intention. Uh, think of it as part of your, your homemaking skill set, part of your education, because habits can shape and ultimately be more powerful, I think, than your natural tendencies. And I'm not saying you need to be completely so dogmatic about it. No. Sit down yeah. if you need to sit down. I don't mean that. But um, recognize the guardrails. Yeah. Because we quickly forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's something like every month. Like, choose your heart. Right? So, you know that it's like not a, it's not a shocker. Have the laundry done for that week. Make sure you got some nice comfy pants. Make sure there's a few oatmeal bakes in the fridge or the freezer. It's like set yourself up. Yeah. For Sit some down. comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down on the couch, do your homeschooling on the comfy couch and do right. some reading with the kids, sit by the fire, whatever you need to do. Um, one thing that when we were talking about the show notes for this episode, mm-hmm. oh, I really was kicking myself about working out <laughs> because dang it, if it's just not the hardest habit for me to, to stick with. But there was a quote in Sonia Schaefer's book and it said forming habits or I'm sorry, habits can be more power. No, that's the wrong. One. <laughs> Find your spot. <laughs> the longer a habit is performed without lapses, the stronger it becomes. Yes. And. There's a great one that it ties into habit begins as a cobweb and ends as a cable. And we know this. We know that the more we do things, the more we do them. (laughs) Right? Like the more you get in the habit of taking care of things or getting up early, let's say. Like it, at a point, it starts as a cobweb. You're barely hanging on. Oh, I can't open my eyes. Well, you do that for six months. You're fine. Your body doesn't Mm -hmm. react the same way to that habit anymore. You know, it's just strengthened. And we talk about fortitude all the time here. And it's like, I want, because it's my favorite word, grit. 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 (laughs) I want all kinds of amazing, strong, cabled habits. 
But you have to give life. yourself a chance. You like so like we are like creature comforts. Yeah. C- com- comfort. Creatures of comfort. <laughs> creatures of comfort. <laughs> I did that. Like this is coming out. I'm like, this is wrong. You're saying it wrong. Stop. Bring it back. Creatures of comfort. Um, so you have to give yourself a chance to experience the comfort of the good habit. Yes. Of the choose your heart. Yes. So if you you have to like experience, get like accustomed to that. So I did not years ago, like I did not used to get up early as a younger mom. Mm-hmm. And now for years I have, and I would not go back to that. Like I know the comfort yes. that my life is easier. Even though my brain tells me a lie every morning at 501 or 514 or whatever, you know, like, yeah. It's actually easier to get up early, but I have to give myself a period of time to ex- to get used to that comfort so that the yes. contrary is repulsive. Quite frankly. Seriously, when when uh yeah. I realized I was in bed the other night and I had just drifted off to sleep and my phone was in the bathroom. And I was like, Stuart, set your alarm. <laughs> because the thought of waking up at 6:30 when the kids got up, I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> right? No, no, no. That that won't do. That simply right. won't do because then when would I get ready? And when would I have my quiet time with Stuart? And you know, when, what would I make for breakfast? And da, 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 da. Um, yes. I wish that I could get to there with working out. I want to so bad. I really do. Not there yet though, but I know, I know we talked about this couple seasons ago. <laughs> it's okay. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. Um, here's the cool thing about habits. You don't have to train yourself to do habits. Habits are what we do. We all have habits. It's just a matter of which habits we let stick. So, for example, going back to stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I'm well, okay. So we're either in the habit of getting up early or we're in the habit of just getting up whenever we want. Both are habits. Okay. okay? Oh, that's true. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people, a lot of times people associate the habit with the good thing. Right. No, habits are but habits. But actually, the habit is also the bad thing. So plenty of bad habits. Your, yeah. You're yeah. hard. Exactly. Uh, here's a great quote from this What we can do. What we can do is to secure that we have habits which shall lead us in watts of order, propriety, and virtue instead of of leaving our wheel of life to make ugly ruts in miry places. Mm. The point is you're doing habits either way and you're either going to choose to do those in the muck or you're going to choose to root those habits in places of order and propriety and virtue. And so, again, with the establishing the rails... What am I trying to do here? What's the objective? You have to you have to like figure that out first. Yeah. You can't know where you're going if you don't you're, have a destination. Right. Yeah. The point is like there's there's no neutral. RC Sproul does a great bit on this, the myth of neutrality. There's no neutral. Oh, there's no neutral. You're either your your wagon wheels are going down the path of life. And they're either going to go into the muddy ruts or they're going to go where you lead them. And mm-hmm. um, dang, if that isn't a convicting thing as a homemaker to think, mm-hmm. hmm, what are those muddy ruts that we are in as a family? Or what are those muddy ruts that I'm in as a person? Lord knows they're there. And right. um, I don't know. It's kind of exhilarating to think about digging them out like a splinter. <laughs> what I love about the book is that she is not just um, attacking everything at once. Like, hey, now it's time to just be a better person from the top on down. Yeah. She takes it like one bite at a time. Really, the book yeah. is set up to help you and your children help your children develop one good habit a week. Like, and don't move on to the next one until there is a habit in place. Yes. One at a time. 
So I think as homemakers, we can look at our routines and at maybe our emotional responses to our routines or to our homes or to the people in our homes. And mm-hmm. um, identi- after we've identified the rails, what what are the habits that take us over the rails? Mm-hmm. And then, I, yeah, I also love how she's yeah, she says like when you you start with one at a time and then when you add one on, do not let those others lapse. Right. Don't 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 excuse a lapse in a good habit. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. No excuses. Don't, I'm looking at our show notes here. Don't even that's play right. the card. No Just, I can big, tell I mean, you wrote no it because there's two spaces huge. after each sentence. <laughs> don't you even. <laughs> I said I can tell you wrote this part because there's two spaces after. Shut every. up. <laughs> don't even play the card double space don't just own it and move on double space <laughs> there isn't a double space that's a new paragraph and that's yours that that's your writing after that this is another great point that she talks about is look to people who possess the habits that you or you want your kids to develop yeah for sure it's so easy to look at the the homemaker who has the clean kitchen sink and the folded laundry and just think, oh, well, isn't she friggin' lucky? Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. Can't you see that? She has different habits than you. And if you mm-hmm. want that habit, then you have to do the work and have the fortitude to do that work, too. You don't just get to be where she is without putting in the time and putting in the commitment to doing that. And that doesn't mean everything will be a priority for you. Your rails are going to be different than somebody else's rails. Right. I had a friend like that once. She was um, very wealthy and had a housekeeper and just perfect from the inside, outside looking in. And I used to think like, well, like, isn't it great for her? Like her cupboards are organized. There's not crumbs on her floor. Da, 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 da. And we had like, our lives were like antithetical to each other's. But then I spent a couple overnights with her, with children involved. And I watched her habits of like the quick cleanup after the mess was made. Not in a fussy, like, don't be a kid sort of a way, mm-hmm. but just like, before I sit down, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get out the little dustpan mm-hmm. and whatever. And I'm going to make sure there's not a crumb on the floor. Like, and it mm-hmm. really didn't take that much time. I just watched her and what she did. I'm like, oh, you're very intentional about what's happening right here. Little lunch, peanut butter and jelly just got done. I'm watching you. Like, I would have yeah. cleaned it up. Sure. Cause I'm not going to leave a mess, but like you finished it. Yeah. I just observation. And it got me to thinking like, okay, maybe her house has the top to bottom cleaned by professional housekeepers once a week. Good for her. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason her cupboards are organized. Because cleaners don't do that anyway, by the way. Because cleaners don't do that. Like, that's not the reason like <laughs> yeah. she remembers your birthday. Yeah. Th- that has nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And I think it goes back to our human nature where we are like water and you pour us out and we're just going to choose the easiest path. It's kind of like Jurassic Park, right? He like puts the water bead on her hand. It's exactly like Jurassic Park. Look at, I'm amazing with the, the connections. It all's and coming like, full circle. It all comes full circle. <laughs> but that's, it's so true. And you know what kills me is that. Okay, here's an example. You get out of the shower, you get dressed in your pajamas. What do you do with your clothes that you wore that day? Do you take 12 seconds to maybe put away your sweater that's not quite dirty and you put your underwear and your jeans in the dirty clothes bin, then you straighten the bathroom rug, close the shower curtain, bada bing, bada boom. 45 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Or... Do you bring in your wad of clothes, you throw it by the side of your bed, you're going to deal with it later, and then you do that for five days, and then you've got to spend 20 minutes sorting everything out at some point. Or every time you sit on the toilet, you're looking at an open shower curtain so you can see the inside of your shower. And Exactly. And it's like, (laughs) it makes me nuts because maintenance is so much easier than trying to dig yourself out of the pit after you dug it. It's so much easier. And in terms of just Mm -hmm. energy input that we have to give the world, 
We're so much better. We have so much more to give if we actually just take care of those tiny things one at a time. Just move mm-hmm. a little bit slower, a little bit more intentionally. And then all of a sudden you don't build up this giant wad of stuff to do like you right. would. You know, it doesn't need to be a gigantic, I need to climb this mountain kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, let's talk about with our kids. One thing that I think is really important as you're trying to sort of establish these and roll out new habits Don't be a nag. I think it's really important to just be swift. Set -hmm. the expectation. Be diligent about it. Be consistent about it. Don't excuse those lapses in a good habit. Deal with it. Whatever that looks like for your family. But just don't be that mom that's like, all the time because no one's going to be want to want to be around you (laughs) at all right so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about be sure to communicate that so that everybody's on the same page and then you don't need to nag this is the expectation you know and then based on obviously how your family has set those things up if that expectation is not met you deal with it you know accordingly Mm -hmm. but um let these habits, these new habits, these rails, let them energize you. Let them be a good positive thing for your family. Not like, oh, mom's on one of her benders again. Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> this will last for 12 days and then it's all going in the crapper again. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So habits we can focus on. Yes. These are just some to spur your imagination, depending on where your family's at right now. Yeah. Cleanliness. Yeah. We joke about that on the show. We joke about like, wash your hair, wax your mustache, clean your armpits, put on a nice outfit. Like set an example, like for all of it, like set an example. Cleanliness, courtesy. Mm -hmm. We've talked about thank you notes. Yes. Taking meals to people, being polite, not being a hot mess. So you can actually be something to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Kindness, um, manners are a big one, especially mm-hmm. with children. Manners are huge. Manners uh, Jennifer, are so huge. Daily Connoisseur has an excellent book about manners and children. Mm-hmm. It's a great, very one. good book, and it's it's good enough <clears throat> that like if you have like a nine year old and above, they can just read it themselves. Even mm-hmm. 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 Just that's to be a great exposed one. to manners. Yep, uh, modesty is a great one for our young mm-hmm. kids, and even for women. Um, be mindful. <laughs> it's a great habit to be in. It's just to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, like you talked about, was it in today's episode or Monday's? I don't even remember when you were talked about modesty. It's like, what's the heart behind it? Yeah. It's Monday. What's the heart behind it? Um, mm-hmm. Neatness is a great one. Order is another great one. I'm speaking to my homeschooling families out there. You guys know when you sit down to do school on Monday, things are out of order. You don't have a clue what you're doing. The homeschool cabinet's a mess. Mm-hmm. Nobody's benefiting from that. Right. And so if neatness and order is going to be a new habit for you, then take two and a half minutes, sort things out after school when, when you're done. And then the next day you're ready to start again. Um, and don't think like that those things are like, like if that's the focus for school for a couple of weeks, like that is good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Seriously. The habits are going to bleed into anything your children put their hands to. That is going to be time well spent over and above algebra, over and above geography. All of it. Figure out, you know, where Afghanistan is. They might not figure out the habit of neatness unless you make it a focus. One of the things that I really admire Charlotte Mason for is her depth (laughs) uh, and passion for the character of a child and shaping Mm -hmm. that character before you ever worry about teaching them. So it's one of the reasons we have chores and we have our morning time where we're praying and we're reading and we're doing our chores because you think I'm going to educate you when you're a complete wreck and you've, you know, sinned against your brother and your sister and you've offended your mom and you haven't helped out and your room's a wreck. I'm not going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going to teach you math. You need to go sort that out. Right. You know, you need to go deal with your character. Mm -hmm. And then we'll deal with your education. And I just, 
And the same is true for the homemaker. Like deal with the character because the rest yeah. is just an outpouring of that anyway. Yeah. Um, courage, diligence, mm-hmm. fortitude, generosity, the habit of generosity. Um, oh, that's such a good one. I feel like we could do an Humble episode on generosity. each one of these. Yeah. Humble generosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. gentleness mamas gentleness mm-hmm. meekness patience respect thrift like there we really could do an entire episode just on cultivating good habits and all of these things but um i yeah. do hope they sort of spurred your imagination a little bit uh I always love these talks we get to have on Thursday because then I feel like I want to just take Friday and Saturday and sort all my all my stuff out. Right? <laughs> Feels good. It's a great way I'm to start convicted. the weekend. Once again, I'm convicted mm-hmm. once again. Um, so we will talk more about this topic, but we hope it encouraged you to cultivate some positive habits in your daily life. Do join us for Ultra Feminine Friday tomorrow over on Instagram or Ultra Feminine February. That's a fun one. Like, want to show us your stuff every day. Show we'll us your it. stuff. That's totally great. If you got your Dry Farms order from dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, make sure you use the hashtag what I'm sipping. Ha- hashtag. Yes. Over on, what I'm sipping. <laughs> Over on Instagram. And if you'd like to spend some more time with us, visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. You can get video forms in the podcast of the podcast and engage with a bunch of Omaha. Goodness gracious. Engage with a bunch of other homemakers from around the world over on Patreon in that really great conversation that's going there all the time. And of course, you yeah, can- we have. Our own Discord server. So if you yes. want to get in and have an ongoing conversation, get in on the conversation. It. Yes. And if you'd like to keep tabs on Angela and I, make sure you visit our YouTube channels, Parisian Farm Girl and the Elliott Homestead, where we post weekly videos from our farm. And then, of course, show some love to our sponsors, cook.theelliothomestead.com and AmericanBlossomLinens.com as well. And, uh, sounds very sufficient so i think you nailed everything good because that's all i got okay okay it's the weekend it's the weekend let's do this leroy okay the end cheers cheers